Welcome, listeners, to our 31st episode. Uh, today is a uh, Christmas special episode. We'll be going over some of the historical events that happened on Christmas Day. Yep. So, you know, Christmas is, um, all you know, religious aspects aside, you know, whether you're Jewish, Christian, Muslim, Buddhist, any other religion, you know, one can see Christmas as a time to spend time with family, you know, a time for happiness or whatnot. And we've seen that multiple times throughout history in which Christmas Christmas miracles have uh, have occurred. For instance, one of the, you know, the biggest or one of the, you know, first Christmas miracles that came to mind for me um, thinking about this was the uh, the Christmas truce of World War One um, in 1914. Um, on Christmas Eve of 1914, uh, this was during the beginning of World War One. Both the British and the Germans um, were singing Christmas carols, and that night they were able to hear each other singing from from opposite sides in their own trenches. And at dawn on Christmas Day, German soldiers emerged from their trenches and crossed the battlefield. The British did the same, you know. Also, uh, the, and, also the French, yeah, and the French as well. And you know, they exchanged gifts and they exchanged, you know, stories. They played soccer together. They sang Christmas carols. They had fun. There was a little mini, you know, little mini celebration on the on the middle of the battlefield. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just, I, I'm really, I'm always really touched by this story because, you know, this is an example of something, this is an example of something that's really rare nowadays, at least in America, um, when a greater cause brings two, you know, two, div- two divided sides together. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like for instance, war is one of the greatest dividers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It, you know, it, it, it reduces it reduces men. It reduces it reduces people to a less than human level. People people become primitive, you know, during the war. Yeah. War. War is a great motivator of evil. It facilitates close mindedness and, you know, vilification of the, quote, enemy, you know, mm-hmm. but, you know, but on christmas day these soldiers who were trained to kill who were trained to you know vilify the to see the enemy as less than human they able they were able to abandon that view and they were able to you know find common ground with their enemy and celebrate christmas mm-hmm. yeah. and you know mm-hmm. I, I just have a question for you ihan um in this day and age at least in america today um do you think that it's it, it it's still possible for people to 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 find a greater cause to come together well you know i uh, i definitely think it's possible for example we saw back in nine one one. you know people yeah. came together because there is a uh i say outside threat you know yeah. and, and 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 also um if 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 we take a look at the u.s as a country as a whole uh, if if you see U.S., Russia, China, all these big countries, France, um, you'll see that they're some of the biggest countries in the world. And if uh, there is a problem with the country, it's 
it's gonna be from within because no other countries can you know, influence uh, those big countries from outside. So you know, uh, if if there's a problem as we see in the U.S. right now, it's probably from within. And and and, and you know, you know, uh, some of the times the politicians what they would do is uh, you know, they would try to find an outside threat. Or you know, create you know, use nationalistic uh, rhetorics to create an outside enemy. You know that's uh, definitely a, a way to go. But also, we know that uh, U.S. is a largely uh, Christian dominant country. So you know, uh, with the religious commonality, I think uh, it's also possible for people to uh, unite again. Mm-hmm. You know, I for me, it just. I think it's possible. Mm-hmm. I just think it's, you know, really, it's going to be proved to be really, it's going to prove difficult. to be really difficult. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, for instance, like, just for example, this year, we have a virus affecting all ends of the entire globe. And instead of that, you know, serving as sort of like a rally around the flag effect in the U.S., it's just become polarized and yeah. politicized. Mm-hmm. To the, you know, it's been politicized to the point where, you know, the vaccine the you know the, the cure for this virus not necessarily cure but you know the vaccine for this virus has proved to divide people yeah everything you know? everything so mm-hmm. yeah I, mean, I think it's possible i think it's just gonna prove to be very difficult mm-hmm. yeah and uh all right and second event uh i'm gonna go back to the middle h in europe it was uh, 800, and Charlemagne was crowned as the Holy Roman Empire. So uh, what happened was, uh, so there was a pope, right, and he lives in Rome, right? And then, uh, but then the pope, uh, Leo III, he was not a strong pope because he wasn't from a traditional arist- aristocratic family. And then uh, one day in church, two men accused him of some very serious charge. Uh, we don't know what the charge was, but then uh, the two men were gonna cut off his tongue and uh, cut cut off his tongue and hurt him. But uh, so the Pope uh, needed protection from another king or another uh, monarch. So he went to Charlemagne, who was the king of the Franks at the time, uh, and the Frankish uh, kingdom was. Uh, you know, largely what what is now known as France and part of Germany and a part of Northern Italy. So the Pope looked to Charlemagne and then Charlemagne offered uh, military protection. And then as a, I say exchange, but, you know, we can call it quid pro quo. And then uh, and, and, and then Pope gave him legitimacy to rule as the first emperor of the Romans. You know, and then uh, he also became the king of the Charlemagne also became the king of Lombards. Uh, so, uh, and then starting 800, he started to create his uh, empire, uh, also reuniting Western Europe under his control. So, like nowadays, like France, Germany, well, some part of Germany, and some part of Italy, and also uh, some part of Spain. So, uh, Charlemagne, uh, he started to create what we now know as a uh, European continent. He starts to create the map that we are uh, somewhat familiar with. So, you know, that was a pretty big event. You know, uh, 800, you, you started to create what we now know as Europe. So. 
Yeah, you know, it's, you know, and it's just, I think people have like a tendency to, to underappreciate, you know, the, 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 the tasks that these, you know, leaders in the, in, in Europe and, you know, not only in like the Holy Roman Empire or, in, you know, in the papacy, how, like the, the side, the sphere of their influence, mm, mm-hmm, you know, yeah. You know whether it's the British Empire or whether it's the Roman Empire or whether it's the Holy Roman or whether it's the Holy Roman Empire. You know, people tend to underestimate like how impressive, you know, it is to rule over that big of a territory. Yeah. Mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like for example, I, I, you know, people still don't realize that. I feel like people still don't realize, you know, how big the you know, not the Holy Roman Empire, but the Roman Empire was. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was pretty big. It was pretty big. Yeah. yeah so it, it it surrounded the Mediterranean Sea. You see, uh, mm-hmm. from uh, Europe, parts of Africa, and part of the Middle East. You know. Mm-hmm. And think about that. You know, you know, when you're when you're conducting troop movements around that big of a territory you have to realize the logistics and the planning has, that has to go into that because it's not like you just move troops mm-hmm. in a couple of days yeah. like you can do it, now. it takes months you know? sometime yeah, yeah so yeah and also uh, let's go to the next event so now we move to 1831 uh this one was a jamaican slave revolt uh, happened on or well, it started on christmas day 25th december 1831 it was an 11-day rebellion, and then uh, it involved up to uh, 60,000 slaves in Jamaica who was uh, revolting. But then, uh, quickly, the rebellion was suppressed by British force. You know, um, I just found this. I thought it would be interesting to bring it up because there's so many uh, slave revolts we've seen in history, and this one's on Christmas. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. Um, but was this was this one uh successful though? Uh, no, it was suppressed by the British force. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, you know, the for me, I the the one successful slave revolt that comes to mind was the uh, was the one that occurred on on the island of Haiti, right? Haiti, yes. Uh, by uh, uh, Louverteur, I believe his name was. I think so. Yes. Uh. So, um, yeah, and you know, it just it just comes to show the struggles the, of uh, slaves. You know exactly because, um, yeah, Toussaint Louverture, but um, yeah, it just and again going back to underappreciation, people, you know, while people realize that you know slavery, oh, your history books say that you know slavery was a bad thing and whatnot, you know. Yeah. But like people tend to underestimate how bad it still, was, how bad it really was. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so you're 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 literally toiling, you know, fourteen hours a day, but from before from before the sun is up to, you know, after the sun is down, mm-hmm. and and you have to think about that working you know, fourteen fourteen hours, sometimes twenty four hours. Hot, yeah, in the hot sun. Yeah, right? hot sun. You know, growing tobaccos. You, you know, and you don't get any of that. You know, growing growing tobacco, and you're burning. Let's you know, you're burning 
let's say up to 5,000 calories a day, and, right? And you're only given a yeah. little bit of bread and water to keep you alive, yeah. you know? Exactly, at the end of the day. So you do have, you know, people, then that's, you know, that's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you the body, the human body is not built to endure mm-hmm. that, you know? And it's, and it's, it's just so wrong to look at humans as, you know, less than mm-hmm. human to degrade someone then then to a point that's you know where they're seen as something that's you know even less than an animal yeah mm-hmm. so you know mm-hmm. yeah i i completely agree yeah yeah well uh let's move to the next event uh we have 1918 uh it was the romanian revolution well uh it was a three-day revolution, started on December 22nd and ended on December 25th. So the revolution led to an overthrow of the uh, current regime, which was the Communist Party. Uh, it ended 42 years of uh, communist rule in Romania uh, and led to the execution of longtime uh, Communist Party General Secretary Nikol Chaskovsky. Sorry, I don't know how to pronounce his name. And, and also his wife. And uh, it was the only violent reform in the Warsaw Pact that violently overthrew the country's government and executed its leader. And then afterwards, uh, the National Salvation Front, that's the revolution uh, party. Uh, So they took over. And then um, they are said to believe in democratic socialists. But then, however... uh, not much reform was done after the overthrow of the original government, and and, and also this revolution was the it, it 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 was the last one in the Warsaw Pact to remove its original leader, and that happened on uh, December twenty fifth. This is nineteen eighteen or nineteen eighty nine. Eighteen, I believe. Romanian okay. revolution. Uh. Yeah, because okay. uh, I was talking about the Warsaw Pact, and you know it doesn't exist in 1998. Yeah, okay. uh, and then, then um, let's go to the last one. Well, for me, it's the last one. Uh, so big one, 1991. Well, the Soviet Union dissolved on Christmas Day. Well, technically 26, but then Gorbachev came and said that he will resign on the 25th. And uh, at the time, it was a pretty surprise. A Christmas gift for Americans, you know, because uh, even in 1991, no one thought that uh, the Soviet Union would, you know, collapse that fast. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, and people, you know, it's just so it's crazy to think that this was the fall of such a big. Um, and, and this was only th- th- this was only twenty nine years ago. Exactly. That's what, that's what I was yeah. trying to say. This was literally only twenty nine years yeah. ago. You know, every, a lot of our parents were born before mm-hmm. that time. Yeah. yeah. You know, most you know, I have cousins that were mm-hmm. born before the fall of the Soviet yeah. Union. You know, so it it just comes to show that like you know how how quickly how quickly thing. things can how change. Quickly, yeah exactly how quickly things can change and you know this and uh, again this is for me for what the third time leading to underappreciation people tend 
people tend to again underappreciate the the um the ramifications of the you know fall of the Soviet Union, right? You know how many how many in how many secondary conflicts the the fall of this of the you know USSR led to, yeah. you know, such as you know the was it the 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 dissolution of Yugoslavia. Yeah, Yugoslavia. Right. Yeah. And, and, um, and also you see a lot of uh you know original Soviet um countries uh they uh became independent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have uh, so like so, all of a sudden you have and, and, and um I I just thought about uh, thought about this so Ukraine they had uh nuclear weapons before because uh Ukraine was a uh, industrial uh i say main industrial city for the soviet union so ukraine had um a lot of high technologies at the time uh for the soviet union they had nukes and they had a bunch of uh, advanced planes and then uh boom uh so soviet union dissolved and then so 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 now all of a sudden you have another country that has nukes which is uh ukraine but then you know uh Russia and uh, America didn't like that, right? Because they don't want to spread uh, nuclear weapons. So uh, rare. Uh, so you know, Russia and America cooperated to, you know, force Ukraine to uh, forfeit their uh, nuclear weapon. So it's 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 a series of events that can uh, that happened after Soviet Union dissolved. You know. Yeah, and you know there were after. Again, after the fall of the Soviet Union, there were a, a ton of um, wars of independence, of wars, whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it, you know, like the Bosnian yeah. War, you know, the fall or the dissolution of Yugoslavia, the Croatian War. Yeah. You know, so, and these wars were even, you know, more recent than the fall of the Soviet Union. They occurred, you know, like four or five years after the fall of the Soviet Union. So mm-hmm. they were like you know, 25 mm-hmm. years ago. Less than twenty five years ago, so very close to us. How mm-hmm. recent, you know, that was. But, but yeah, uh, I don't have anything else. Well, yeah. So, so uh, even though today is the twenty seventh, you know, uh, we'll just say Merry Christmas to you again. Thank you for listening, and uh, have a safe Christmas. We'll see you next week. Bye bye.